Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hey folks, welcome back to the Heart of Money, episode 72. I am your host, Austin Black, joined by Mr. Bob Wessler. How are you today, Bob? I am fantastic. You? A little bit better than that, since I actually have some hype and excitement in my voice. You're just sitting over there going, I'm fantastic. How about you? I Yeah, there's a spring in my step, and I'm sitting down. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I, I don't oh, even know what's coming. It just, yeah. It just goes. Filter. Mm-hmm. Yep. There it went. <laughs> well, hey, as we are, are wrapping up our series on, on tithing and giving, um, <laughs> this is something that it's always, like we said at the very end of, of the last uh, episode, it's not something that we really talk a lot about just in open, candid conversation, but it's something that needs to be talked about. And that's, that's the whole point of this show is to have the hard conversations, have talk about the things that no one else talks about because money affects literally every part of our life. And this is no different. In fact, this is probably a even more important topic to talk about because it has such a spiritual element to it. And, and, and whether you are a, a believer, you know, a, a Christian or not, you know, the, the spiritual element is there in all of us. Um, and it's something that affects all of us. So, you know, we're, we are wrapping up this three part series going a little bit off the edge for some people, as we're talking about why you should be giving even when you're in debt, even whenever you owe money, even whenever your budget is tight, even whenever you aren't sure how you're going to make it to the next paycheck, giving should still be a part of your of your everyday. And Bob, I know we're probably we're gonna get some pushback from this. We're gonna get some hesitation, but we're probably also gonna get a lot of, of cheering and support because there's there's two sides of the camp on this, in my opinion, and, and you might have a little different perspective. But whenever I talk about or never I never I have conversation with people about giving, it's either they love doing it or they're very reserved to do it. And I think there that's always kind of where it splits. And anytime you put in another element of financial complexity to the equation, such as being debt or being in debt or being broke or just you know not having enough money to get to the next paycheck, taking anything out of that just makes people freeze up, clam up, get nervous, get hesitant. You know, it's, it's very constricting. And we've talked the last two episodes about how giving is very freeing, very natural, very positive. Just it has so many benefits to it, but it's not easy. It's not fun always. And it's, it's sometimes challenging to give. So we're we're gonna, we're going to talk about it. we're going to go there we're going to we're going to um, have a conversation around why you should be giving even whenever you feel like the money is not there and do you feel like this is is a borderline uh, how dare you conversation how dare you ask me that question I am I am incensed <laughs> there's that spring in my step again for those that are watching on YouTube keep popping my up freshly starched shirt. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I, I realize after a while I start hunching over. Anyway, 
controversial. No, I'm, you know, I'm pondering deeply on this as I'm thinking you, you make it a habit and then it's not controversial anymore. Yeah. The, the 10, 10, 80 that I talked about before that 80% becomes your new hundred percent, but you have to get there. So yeah, I've seen the hesitancy in people. I've seen the people that love to do it, but it's, it's the habit piece of it and knowing where to start and knowing that you need to start. Um, it's, you know, maybe after this conversation, we'll have some people say, okay, here's my first dollar. And next week it's going to be two. And you know, the week after that, it's going to be two. And I'll find out at the end of the month that maybe I can give 10 and you know, that's not 10%, but it's, it's $10 and it's a start. So, um, I, I think it's just getting into the habit. And if you're not doing it at some point, you'll feel convicted that you need to, and it's not going to be mm-hmm. these two guys talking on a podcast. Maybe it is. Um, but it's not necessarily our intent. It's more of us uh, being here to help walk and talk you through the process and how to get there more so than it is you better be doing it or else. So uh, maybe Austin's going to say you better be doing it or else, but it's not going to come from me. (laughs) Well, I know it is something that, you know, as a coach, I run into this a lot. Um, And not because I deal with people who, you know, are tight and stingy and mean and just, you know, don't want to be generous and all that stuff. But there is a distinct challenge with giving when you are in debt or when you're broke or when you're in just a financially challenging situation. And I think a lot of it comes back to to two or three different points that, that I'm going to kind of mention. Number one, if you are not feeling like you are free and fluid with your money, Meaning if you don't feel like you have enough to even just get by, if you feel like every single dollar that comes in has already gone out and there's, there's just nothing there. You are just, you're making your, your, your spending. It's, it's in and out. You're, there's no freedom to it. You're very constrained and confined to, you have to do, you have to pay bills X, Y, and Z. And once that's done, then, then there is no more, right? All the money's gone. So there is sometimes is that element of, of not feeling free and fluid. There's also then the element of not understanding what giving does and its impact upon you. And that's all a matter of mindset. It's a matter of your heart. It's a matter of many different things that when you're in that moment, you can't even begin to comprehend. But then it's also a matter of willingness to even if you are free and fluid, being willing to then be generous. And anyone who is in a financially challenging situation is going to have a hard time with all three of those areas, I feel like. They have a hard time with feeling like there's anything extra. They have a hard time feeling like there is um, a need to give, period. And they're going to have a hard time feeling like, even if I have it, do I really, what's the point? You know, it's, I don't really want to. So, so I deal with this a lot and it is a progress. That's the only way to put it. Yeah. And it takes courage. It takes strength. It takes confidence 
in the future. And I think that is, is a big component that a lot of people, when they are in debt and when they are broken, when they are just trying to survive, they cannot think about the future. They are thinking about what happened yesterday and what's going to happen today so that they can get to tomorrow. But they're not thinking about how am I going to handle tomorrow? How am I going to get to tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And until you can think, until you can get past and trust that you're going to get to tomorrow, then you cannot even begin to think about how am I going to handle tomorrow and what if I give away, what's that make tomorrow look like? It's just, it's a totally foreign concept. So it's a challenging place for people to be in. But I consistently tell people, once you get to a comfortable spot, and a comfortable may not be, we've got a thousand bucks a month extra to just do whatever we want. A comfortable may be, we just feel confident that we're going to get through this month. We feel comfortable in where we're at today. We feel like we can sleep tonight because we know that there's going to be another check coming that's going to cover everything for the rest of this month and don't got to worry about it. Whenever you get to that point, try to give. Try try to be forward thinking because as soon as we get to that forward thinking, then all of a sudden our actions start changing, our mindset starts changing. And in turn, our money and our management starts changing. And I, in fact, I just had a conversation about this with a client here a few months ago. They've been working with me for um, close to 18 months now. And very confident, very comfortable in finances, but still in that month-to-month mindset life cycle. Able to handle it, but still just in that month-to-month. And one thing that, that I told them was, I want you to start thinking three months ahead and planning for what you're going to allow to happen three months from now. That doesn't matter if you've got the strong income, if you've got limited expenses, if you've got all the capabilities or or you don't know if you have any of the capabilities. Start looking ahead, start planning ahead, because then you begin to dictate what will happen within that next month, not just handling it whenever it comes. And I think that whole concept allows someone to be comfortable with giving because they begin to plan for what they're going to do. They're not just taking what comes to them and then dealing with it at the time. Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're going to have some extra pauses in this one because this we're getting more than the meat and bones of it. And the process that you're walking somebody through is a good way to do it. But again, speaking to a Christian audience coming from a biblical perspective, the tithe wasn't something that was tacked on at the end. The tithe was the first fruits was the first thing you got, whatever you got first turned around and you gave to God. So Mm -hmm. your perspective with the tithe is this came from God. I'm giving back to God because it's his to begin with. So I think your process is good, but it flips the actual identity of the tithe on its head because, and maybe that's what some of of those that are listening need is they are very 
how am I going to do this? How do I get to that point? I want to do this, but know that the tithe itself really was, it came from the beginning of your paycheck. It came from the first few dollars and not what was left over because that next paycheck is going to come from God too. And the next one after that. And so you're thanking him for what he's given you and giving it back realizing it's really not yours as we've talked about. So yes, there's the planning side of it, but the tithe in its heart is not necessarily spontaneity, but realizing where that blessing first comes from and turning around and directly giving that back. Um, because there was that, um, reliance that it it could be hard that you're giving up 10% off the front that you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this month on something. And, and mm-hmm. again, to our Christian audience, God says, try me, <laughs> try right. him, try him. We'll see how this works out. Come back a month, leave it in the comments. You know, you gave that 10%, you gave that $10, you gave whatever up front to start the process that you haven't done this before. And I want to get even further biblical to the New Testament where the guy shows up in the temple with all of his shiny garments and he drops a large sum of money in the in the bowl. You know, Jesus is there with his disciples. This guy gives a lot of money. In the Jewish culture of that day, I'm sure some of the disciples' jaws are dropping. All fishermen, you know, this guy probably could have dropped more than they made in a year into that bowl. Then the widow comes up and she throws three pennies in. I'm being a little, uh, I might be exaggerating. It might've been one penny. It might've been a dollar. I don't know, but it was not much. Disciples didn't bat an eye. Jesus, on the other hand says, do you see what she just gave? What she gave was much more than the other fellow simply because that's what she had. Mm-hmm. And we have people listening that they don't have much to give, but giving what you have, giving a percentage of what you have on the front, that's the heart that God's looking for and how it blesses you, how it blesses others. And I'm sure there's some people going, blessing, how is this a blessing? Look where I am (laughs) in my life right now. Your life can change with this because it is one of those staples that goes back thousands of years of how the people of God lived and how they were blessed by it because it came from the front of what they get a front of what they received and not what was left over. And that's not what God wants. He doesn't want the leftovers. He wants the front. He wants the best. And and that's what a tithe is supposed to reflect is supposed to show in our own lives today. Yeah, it's, I'm thinking through, and I, I think this, I, th- I think we, we both had the same perspective of this because, you know, what, what you just said is something that I full heartedly agree with. We talked to someone who doesn't, who, who is that widow, who, who doesn't even know how they're going to pay for next week's groceries. And that, that's an extreme scenario. Um, mm-hmm. How how much 
faith, and I'm not even saying just you know how much uh, how much relationship with Christ, but how much just faith in the future does it take for someone to do that? How, how much boldness and confidence and utter um, reliance upon something that is out of your control does it take for someone to go? I have no clue how mm-hmm. we're going to do this, but we're going to do it. And I think that that's kind of where, you know, the, the process that I mentioned earlier kind of comes in or comes into play for my, my clients is you have to, you have to expect something in order to give something, right? You aren't just going to give, Oh, well, we'll see how this goes out. You know, I hope this works. You have to expect to, for some type of result, um, and that's why it's so hard, I think, for people who are in that financially challenging situation to give because they don't know what to expect. Their expectation is, I hope that I have enough money to cover my bills mm-hmm. this month. I hope that we can make this debt payment. I hope that one day we are out of debt. There's a lot of hope there, which is great. That's what drives you. But you've got to have confidence and a plan to get there. And and I think that as, as you and I both probably have experienced with, with giving and with tithing, <clears throat> you have to plan for it in some capacity. You can't just say, well, I'm going to, you know, give, you know, $5 here and I don't literally hope it. Now I've heard some people that that's all that they had. And that is, you're, you're, you're relying on God's plan at that point. I mean, you, you have no control over what's going to come back and you are just fully and completely 100% dependent upon God to bring that $5 back to you because you need it to buy groceries next week. Again, extreme situation, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a fact. So well, to your I'm point, I'm going to interrupt. <clears throat> yep. I'm, I'm going to interrupt because you're talking about hope and the hope from a standpoint of grasping at straws or grasping at air, mm-hmm. that something will happen. The whole point of the tithe is you have faith that God is going to provide that what yes. you're giving, mm-hmm. he has given you to begin with, and you're giving back, that there will be more. That there are times that it's going to be challenging. That that $5, you're not going to go buy lunch with. So it's got to come from somewhere as you budget. Right. It, it's not just, it, it. it's part of the process, like you said. But you're giving up something, you're giving up that first 10% to give back to God so that you're living off that other 90. Now, I said the 10, 10, 80, you're living off that 80, and your budget is off that 80, because the 10 comes off the front. Mm -hmm. But your faith is in God providing for you 10 minutes from now, tomorrow, a week from now, and that's in your heart that you know that he will provide because you honored and glorified him by giving it back to him in the first place. That is a spiritual concept that I think doesn't just live in a Christian context. It goes far beyond that. And you hear other people talk about it differently, but it's where it originated was right. Creator of the universe says, this is how it's going to work. And here's what you need to do. And here has how it's been passed down as a tradition, realizing that it comes from within that your faith is that this will be paid tenfold down the road 
but it's not just grasping at air going, man, I hope, I hope something good comes out of this. No, it's an expectancy that what you're giving will come back. Not because you, I, I don't want to get to the aspect of it being, well, I'm doing this. So I get something in return, mm-hmm. but you're giving, not knowing what's going to come in return, but something will come of it is going to happen to the good because of how you are honoring what God has said to do in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, I think that's something that, especially whenever you get you with someone who is, you know, especially if they're, if they are spiritually mature. Um, and, And even if they, you know, have some, some wherewithal, around budgeting and financial management, it's a lot easier to put that full reliance into, okay, you know, this is what God called me to do. This is what, you know, I'm being led to do. This doesn't make financial sense right now, but I know that if I do this, good things will come. And I am called and I am instructed to do that. Um, I don't think everyone is, is always there, but I feel like if that, that is what it takes to do this and, and to do it with full confidence is either believing that, I, I'm going to do this with the intention of continuing to do it, or I'm going to do it with the expectation that God is going to bless, whether it's me or someone else. If, it, if it's going to bless someone else, that takes a lot more spiritual maturity than someone who says, I want this to bless myself. Like you say, it's, it's not that giving to receive, but there is definitely a, a level of financial and spiritual maturity that you have to, to reach to even begin to take this step. And I think that as, as we talk about um, giving whenever I'm, I'm not even, I'll, I'll take the, the extreme situation out and we'll say, you know, you're comfortable, you're safe, but you just, you know, you, you, your life would be a lot easier if you took all the money and put it towards your debt. Or if, if you, you know, you're trying to save up because you need a new car and you don't want to go into debt to buy a car. So you need to be able to have $5,000 saved up in three months to replace your car. I mean, that that's a realistic situation for some people. But um, I'm going to give $500 this month to, to my tithe. <clears throat> okay, God, I need that $5,000. I'm going to give you $500, and I pray that you will, will bring those blessings back to me. I mean, it's... It's not that exchange, not that give and take. You know, it, it shouldn't be again give to receive. But I feel like some people, if if they're in that mindset of they know that they need X, Y, and Z to get down the road or get down a life or or to to accomplish their goals, to give that right now just seems like a, like a a daunting um, requirement, not require, a daunting task. But you and I both know <clears throat> the instant that you give, you do receive blessing. Now, you may not receive it that day, <laughs> but God does instantaneously bless you when you give. And when you give without hesitation, without reservation, but with expectation that God will provide. And I think that that is a, a huge, huge component of this is we're not giving because we want God to pay off our debt. We want God to give us a you know $5,000 raise. We're not doing this because it's going to make our lives so much nicer, so much better. We're doing it because we expect that God will act upon his 
blessings and his promises and his provisions to us. So it was that act of, of trust and obedience to him. And we talked about this a lot in the last two episodes, that it is, it is obedience-driven and heart-based to do that. And it takes time to get there, but I think if you if you believe in the process, whatever the process is for you, whether it is fully relying upon God or planning for for your 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 future or knowing this is what needs to take place for me to begin to grow, that's that first step in making that decision with confidence. Um could go down a whole rabbit hole with this, but I feel like that's kind of, of, of where we're, we're set up at on um, the reliance, the planning, uh, and it all being an expectation of this will work out in the end. God will provide and I will plan and together we're going to accomplish some great things. What's your thoughts? I think we could, again, go down many rabbit holes. I think you have <laughs> yeah. done a great summary of uh, of how to go about this, and, and we both chimed in. And, you know, we, we haven't spoken as much as we did last week, but I think we've definitely gone a lot deeper and just saying that it, it revolves around the heart and not and not just the value or how much, but um, what your expectation of what your expectation expectation is, and and the heart of why you're giving and how you give, um, that you're not glorifying yourself or doing it to benefit yourself, but it's glorifying God and you, as He has said, <clears throat> will benefit um, through it because you're doing what you were created to do. So, yeah. And there's there's people that I've I've witnessed that as soon as they started tithing, um, great things did happen. You know that that week they got a raise at work, or you know they had an unexpected check pop up, or an unexpected expense that was taken care of. Um, mm-hmm. So you know I, I said before that you know the the benefits don't always happen immediately. Sometimes they do. Sometimes the day that you do it, now it's few and far between. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a rarity, but it does sometimes happen. Um, and I think that, um, that trust in that this is, this is going to be beneficial for me and for others today, tomorrow, next year, 10 years from now, whenever that, that seed is fulfilled, um, that's what really, you know, should drive us to, to what to give, to not feel like this is an obligation, yeah. but this is an opportunity, uh, and I think that that's probably, you know, one of the key factors to being being confident in in giving in those financial challenging times is this is an opportunity for me to act in faith, for me to act in expectation, for me to um, to trust in, in God and, and trust in the future fully and completely. Yeah. Well, and, and to think you look at that, it, it, if we're going back to the Dave Oms envelope version where that cash is in hand and you look at that cash and you say something good is going to come of this, whether mm-hmm. it's for me or somebody else, it, it, that, that 10% in your hand came from the hundred percent that you were given for the work that you've done, however it came to you. So that 10%, something good will come of this that you get another hundred percent two weeks from now. 
to give another 10% or mm-hmm. another 100% a month from now, whatever it is, is that reliance that there will be more to come. And this is a symbol of that 100% that 10% is going to bless others as a sign of faithfulness for what you've received to give. And it goes on again and again and again. And like you said, the, the people that will say, I did this and you had a very good point earlier where you said, I know where I am financially. I know what I need, but I know what I'm supposed to do. And by giving this, I'm in essence releasing what's been given to me back to the one who gave it to me in a higher sense. And I expect good things from it because he said so. Mm -hmm. And it's a promise and you're giving it. And God knows what your situation is. He knows what's going on. Being able to put that down as a sign of worship, he's take care of you. And even if it's not that exact 10 bucks or 10% or whatever that you're given, that's taking care of somebody because that's how his community works. And to be able to say something good will come of this. I don't know what, but something good will come of this for me or for others or both in ways that I don't even know, but I'm doing what I know is right and what glorifies God. And that to me is the best way to look at it. Austin, back to you. Yeah, I think that that's a perfect summation. Um, you know, th- this entire series has gone deep, and, and I think that that's you know it's that's intentional. It's also unavoidable because it's spiritual. Like like I said at the very beginning, this is something that affects us at a deep, deep level, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. It's all there. And, you know, we, we could probably talk about this for days on end just because there were so many components to it. But the bottom line is, um, you know, as a Christian, we're called to tithe, we're called to give, we're called to trust God with our money that he has blessed us with. And with that mindset, we can't help but give, whether it's to the church, whether it's to somebody else, whether it's to, you know, a friend in need, whether whether it's to a ministry, whatever the case is, we cannot help but be generous whenever we get those three pieces in place. So I hope that this entire series has has enlightened folks, has given you confidence um, to to begin giving if you have not, and to continue giving if you are, uh, with a deeper level of confidence and and of surety. Um, of good sound of financial management, especially based upon on scripture. So it's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed it and I hope that everyone else has too. 